Have you been looking for a way to stay focused on your goals and grow your MSP? Accountability groups from Rocket MSP can help. We offer weekly accountability sessions that meet online with a group of your peers. Your success begins with accountability. Go to www.rocketmsp.io to join your accountability group today. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Plus, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey there, and welcome to yet another episode of the Rocket MSP podcast. Uh, hey guys, how's it going? Hey, Steve. Doing well. Doing well, mate. Yourself? I'm doing really well. So I'm joined by, uh, now I'm going to mess it up because I feel like it should be Andre, right? Yeah, no, you got it on one, mate. Okay, um, so I'm joined by Andre and Taz, and uh, whenever I I think of Taz, I just think of the Looney Tunes with the you know, like just just me. Okay, um, so so guys, I'm glad you're here. Uh, Taz, you were here a few weeks ago. We talked about some. Uh, best practices with Microsoft 365 management. And you, you kind of alluded to the fact that in order to do everything that you guys are doing, you had to use a tool because logging into all of these different web portals and doing all of this stuff would be really time consuming. Mm -hmm. That's correct. So your company, MSP Magic, has some magic. We like to think and, so. And before we get too far, um, if you, uh, while watching this, see me sweating profusely, I'm sorry. Uh, I just turned off the house fan to try and give you guys a little bit better audio quality. Um, and it's, uh, I think it's 80 degrees, and I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll make it work. We'll make it work. So, um, Taz, can you quickly remind everyone who you are, what you do, how long you've done it? Mother's yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I might leave that part out, but um, <laughs> so I'm uh, Taz is my name, obviously. Uh, over here in Melbourne, Australia. I've been running my MSP for near 10 years now. Uh, very much focused on on the M365 stack and and all that good stuff that we talked about last time. Um, and that, that takes up a lot of my time. And then in, in more recent times, uh, ventured out into another little startup uh, with Andre over here. Uh, and that's what we're here to talk about today, which is MSP Magic, which is essentially a tool that we've built um, to help the MSP deliver the services it does on on the M365 stack. 
Excellent. And Andre, how about you give us a little background on you, please? Yeah, sure thing, Andre. So I had the uh, product innovation and software development team here at MSV Magic and my... Not too long previous life before joining, it was uh, working for a two-tier CSP distributor. Uh, so I had headed the CSP program there for about six years across eight countries in the APAC region. So worked with a lot of MSPs uh, across the Asia-Pacific region, and I just saw that a lot of them having exactly the same problem. Um, then when Taz came up with a bright idea, I thought it was a really, really good thing to jump onto. Very cool. All right. So give us kind of like the the broad strokes. What is MSP magic? Hey, Andre, are you answering that or am I? Oh, man, I'll let you go with it. <laughs> so um, a simple way to put it, I suppose, MSP magic is a tool that's designed for MSPs specifically to help them overcome the challenges with multi-tenant management in Microsoft 365. Okay. Excellent. Uh, I can't wait to see this thing in a little bit, but before we dive in too far, I want to talk about kind of, you know, about the company a little more, maybe kind of the, the philosophy behind how you mm-hmm. developed the software and, and that type of stuff. So does your company have any investors? Uh, we, well, no, not really. It's me, it's Andre, and we have a third business partner who, uh, and we're, we're the investors. Mm-hmm. Okay. Excellent. And everyone that like touches the code of, mm-hmm. of the software, are they employees? Yep, they are. Got um, eight employees in total now working on MSP Magic. And um, the only thing we really outsource to contractors are like graphics design. That's the only thing that we're not expert at. So, sure. yeah. I'm not super great at that either, but I somehow find a way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I get it. All right. So, where's everyone located? Everyone in Australia? You got any yep. like. Zimbabwe in there or <laughs> no We've got a couple of software testers out in Cebu in the Philippines but in terms of the automation okay. platform it's all built in uh, in Melbourne and Australia and I feel like the the Philippines for you guys is like Canada for us Americans because you know now hear me out hear me out not because <laughs> they're north of you but because like that uh, what what do you call that area? South South Asia Pacific, or um, something? Southeast Asia. Okay, I just I feel like um, Philippines isn't that one the one with all the islands or is that Thailand? Uh, that'd be Philippines. Yep, all the islands are there. Okay, so the cool thing with the Philippines is like they speak really well uh, with English. Like they. They speak just like you do, probably, or just like I do, or something. Um, it's go ahead. Sorry, Steve. Yeah, I was going to say the funny thing is they do tend to sound more American than Australian, right? Which um, I, I don't mind because I'm American, but <laughs> um, 
So I guess what I'm saying is when I when I say they're like your Canada, it's it's not like you're outsourcing to like India or somewhere where there's there's like that um, uh, communication gap, you know, because they're you know they they learned like British English or or they've got broken English or or whatever because it's not their first native language. Um, I, f- I feel like in the Philippines, it's it's got to be like their native language or they just learn it and use it so much from a very early age. Yeah, I'd say you're probably right on that. Yeah, yeah. so I think so, like the Gala is like the native language there, but then, you know, it's very, it's a very Americanized sort of um, language to a degree like when, when they speak English. Um, you know, a lot of companies do a lot of outsourcing, call centers, like you know, in Australia in particular, it's a very popular place for telcos to, to outsource support to. Um, so yeah, English and, and business there is, is pretty much the primary language, I think. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the software itself. So, mm-hmm. um, did you just like take someone else's software and slap your own sticker on it and Voila, now I've got MSP Magic. Well, in a way, Taz is an MSP business. They've been doing a lot of automation for about the last five or six years using PowerShell. So that was very mm-hmm. much the starting point for the proof of concept for MSP Magic. And we okay. kind of built it, built it on top of that. So it was very heavily you know, PowerShell focused. So it was easy to use if you were a senior technician didn't have a lot of like customization to customers. Like you had a template, you should apply kind of wholesale. But as soon as you had to handle exceptions and things like that, kind of became difficult to manage. Gotcha. So what we kind of went was, well, we'll take the PowerShell components of what they've been doing for the last half a decade and build a really nice, clean, easy to use uh, UI over the top, top of that. And uh, we talked about like sort of the philosophy of the company earlier. Um, ease of use, I think, has, has got to be number one for us. Okay. I like ease of use. That's mm-hmm. probably one of my five favorite eases. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what are you guys doing differently from your competition? Because, you know, there's... There's a few of them out there. You know, there's uh I'm I'm the kind of guy that I'll just name names. Mm-hmm. And it's not because I expect you to bad badmouth them, but I mean everyone knows about them, so what's it gonna hurt, right? So there's Simeon Cloud, uh, I believe Nuvalex is one. Yep. Mm-hmm. And there's another one that I am drawing a blank on. Mm-hmm. There's Skykick is another yeah. one that, that does um, cloud management, and there's a few others. Um, I didn't realize Skykick uh, was doing this. Yeah, uh, so do similar kind of stuff. There's also, I think, MSP Easy Tools in the UK. And there's a few a few that do it, really. So when you kind of look at a 40,000-foot perspective, there's, there's a mm-hmm. fair few competitors. Um, I think they all take a very different approach to what we do. And that's primarily because we've sort of taken what Taz does in his MSP, what worked for him, and kind of building on top of that rather than trying to figure out, hey, gotcha. what do MSPs need? We have firsthand experience in, in the pain points. Um, and sense. really, I think this, to summarize it without sort of devouring 
each one in great detail is um, some of them are focused more on the day-to-day management. So that's things like resetting passwords. You know, they'll do things like um, enable more authentication or they'll do things across multiple tenants, but they're pretty much all point in time tools. So tech has to open it, select what they want to do, click run, and it does it. But it doesn't do it the next day or the day after that or the day after that. Somebody has to keep prompting it to do. Um, and others, uh, some of them have like an easy point-and-click UI. Others are still very heavily focused on the actual PowerShell scripting aspect of it. Skykick is an example. If you run their things, it's all PowerShell, but just in the web UI. So we don't really feel uh, that's really easy to use for a lot of MSPs. If you've got senior advanced PowerShell techs, yeah, it can work for them. But if you've got juniors or mid-level staff or even small MSPs, we've got you know, one or two technicians, um, it might not be the easiest thing to, to adopt. Okay. Let's talk about support. Because mm-hmm. eventually we're going to need your help, right? Yep. So how do I how do I get you? Because you're you're on the other side of the world, like it's mm-hmm. the end of the day for me now, and it's it's not even the start of your day yet. Mm-hmm. So when I'm doing my work, you guys are sleeping. <laughs> yep, sure I sleep soundly. When in terms of support, we do actually have a support built into the application, so people can raise mm-hmm. um, support tickets directly through the app. It's not. It's not hidden. It's very easy to get to. Um, and we do work quite late, so we do have a bit of an overlap. So our late evening tends to be the American morning. And uh, the tool runs on autom- like on, <clears throat> it runs automatically once a day. So we generally find we'll sort of help MSPs in America in the mor- during your morning, our evening, and then our morning is when we cover off this, this half of the world. Excellent. Um, okay. Well, generally fine. Not a lot of people need too much assistance just because we have put a lot of effort into making it really easy to use. Okay. So if somebody does reach out, um, you know, how long does it take for you to respond? Um, well, if we're asleep, a couple of hours. If we're awake, a couple of minutes. So okay. we're, um, we kind of have a pretty, pretty laser, laser, laser focused on that. And what's your average time to resolve a ticket? Uh, it really depends on availability. If, um, you know, if uh, us and a partner are available, obviously partners have their own businesses to run, so they're not always available to chat, but generally we can get stuff done within, within a couple of hours. Okay. And the, rest of the questions that we normally get would be uh, more recommendations around best practices, um, something like multi-factor authentication, for example, can be really impactful when you first deploy it to a customer's tenancy. So a lot yeah. of support tickets are guidance. You know, how should I deploy this in a fashion that's not going to cause hundreds of support tickets for me in the morning? Um, yeah, I think that's a good question to ask. That's a very good question um, to ask. Exactly. Especially if you're if you're running an MSP and you've never pushed out and enforced multi-factor authentication Mm. uh, to any of your clients, like it's a big deal. So it's something where you like, you need to do a lot of planning. You need to do Mm -hmm. a lot of uh, preparation, not just for yourself, but for the client too. Yeah. 
Like, you probably want to tell them <laughs> at least once. <laughs> but here's a quick, quick heads up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we're going to mm-hmm. do a thing. It won't hurt a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. And then, uh, so with, with all that, do, do you feel like you have a unique selling proposition? Like, why should MSPs be using you instead of any of those other tools that are out there? Yeah, uh, really, really yeah. good question. I'll uh, defer that one to you, Taz. Um, I mean, a couple of reasons. So <clears throat> I think that one of one of the strengths of, of our product is that we are an MSP. And so therefore, we've built a product that's that's designed, at, you know, for an MSP, but also the fact that we're running an MSP every day really gives us a unique perspective that um, a lot of the bigger players, I think, in the channel don't necessarily get or, or it's harder to understand. Uh, and and in addition to that, we've gone to great lengths to simplify the product so that it, it really is just a couple of clicks to get get up and running and, and to get a great deal of value from without needing to go too deep technically. Hmm. Okay, I like that. Hey, thanks for listening to part one. Be sure to check back tomorrow for the next episode. 